0: I'm a pretty simple person, and so I like when you come across instructions for something, a new item, or uh, some technology that gives you some simple steps. And I came across something I wanted to share with you. I'm not an artist, but I found a very simple four-step process of drawing a reindeer. So how to draw a reindeer. Step number one, draw a circle for the head. You can do this now where you are, or you can do this this week but draw a circle for the head. If you've done that, you're, you're one-fourth of the way there. Then secondly, the second step, add the antlers and face, all right? If That shouldn't take you too long, and once you've got that done, then the third thing is you draw the body, neck, and legs. See how that's coming together, and you can just see the reindeer coming out in that drawing? The fourth step is the critical one, because this is where you add the fine details and shading, and when you've added the fine details and shading after these four steps, it should look like this, your final project product. <laughs> you know, life can be that way, can't it? Where uh, we, we think things are heading in one direction, it seems to be happening pretty simply, and we're going in a direction, and all of a sudden, chaos ensues, something disrupts, something comes along, and it doesn't work out the way we had planned. We can come to the place where we just lack peace. As I think about Mary, and I think about the journey she was on since the angel told her she would give birth to the Messiah, the Son of God, I wonder if she didn't think, this has got to get simpler as I go. This is so complicated, and and this is such a wonderful opportunity, but I wonder if she thought maybe the birth will be just smoother than usual for most women, and She ended up in Bethlehem. This was not the city in which she lived. She had gone there because the oppression of the Roman Empire was calling for the people in Israel to go to their hometowns of their lineage and to be counted so they could be taxed even more by the Romans. Now we, we have this image of this beautiful, simple, silent night when Jesus was born. But Bethlehem was pressed with people. It was noisy. There were rude people. There were loud people. There were complaining people. There was no place to stay. This was not a beautiful, calm setting. It was chaos into which Jesus was born. We've been talking here at Calvary in a series, The Child of the Promise, throughout the month of December about one of the prophecies of the Old Testament given by Isaiah seven centuries before Jesus walked on planet Earth. Isaiah said this about that baby that would be born, the Messiah, the King of kings and Lord of lords. He says in Isaiah 9, 6, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Over the last three weeks, we've dealt with the fact that he is the wonderful counselor, he's the mighty God, he's the everlasting father. And this weekend, as we did in our services yesterday, we do in this service today, we talk, we're talking about Jesus as that final descriptor from Isaiah being the Prince of Peace. In the chaos and noise of life today, Jesus offers us peace, both now and forever, through himself. The scriptures say that Jesus is our peace. Jesus, in the night before he was crucified in the upper room with his disciples, said to them, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. Now that doesn't mean when we experience the peace of God, it doesn't mean that all of our circumstances get better. It means that while we're going through things that maybe looked like they were going to be so simple and they got all complex and chaotic and disrupted, He's going to meet us in the midst of that and provide a stillness, a peace, a calm, a satisfaction deep in our hearts and our minds that only he can give. As we think of Jesus as the Prince of Peace, there are two ways in which he is the Prince of Peace, two kinds of peace he offers us. The first is peace with God, peace with God. All of us are born sinners before God with a broken relationship because of the sin that has entered in between God and humanity. We're all born with our backs to God, and there's nothing we can do to establish that peace with him on our own. We can't be good enough. We can't go to church enough. We can't say, well, I'm better than other people, so I ought to be given this peace. No, there's nothing we can do to accomplish this peace. But Jesus did everything that's necessary for us in his crucifixion on the cross, his burial and his resurrection. In his crucifixion, he provided provided for us the forgiveness we need. In his resurrection, he provided us the new life we need. The scriptures promise us that when we put our faith in Jesus as our Savior, he becomes that Prince of Peace in giving us peace with God. Peace with God comes through our faith in Jesus as our Savior. I remember the time I put my faith in Jesus personally. And he gave me then peace with God now and forever. Do you have that peace? Have you come to that place where you, you recognize you have a broken relationship with God and that Jesus is the only way to have that relationship restored and put your, peace, your faith in him for his peace, to have peace with God? You can do that right where you sit right now. You don't have to listen to the rest of what I'm saying. Just talk to God and say, okay, I get it. I need the peace that only Jesus offers so that I can have peace with you. I get it. I put my faith in Jesus. The moment you do that, you have peace with God now and forever. No one can take that away from you. You just talk to God right where you are. If you'd like to share with us that today is the day you receive the greatest gift of all, Jesus as your Savior, we'd love to celebrate with you. Maybe you have some questions. You'd like to talk to someone. I'm available in the lobby. We'll have other folks you've seen here on the platforms of our pastors in the lobby as well after the service. If you're joining us online or you're in the room, you can just take the name Jesus and make it the body of a message that you text in the number 58568, the number below me on the screen, 58568. Just text the name Jesus and that name alone to that number and we will connect with you and help you know what it means to live in that peace with God. And if you have questions, we'll answer those questions. But Jesus, the Prince of Peace, wants to give you peace with God. What better gift could you receive from Jesus on his birthday than the very gift he came to give us? Peace with God, the Prince of Peace offers us. Secondly, The peace of God. The peace of God. We read in in the scriptures that this peace can come to us from Jesus and from Jesus alone. Just as the peace with God came through our faith in Jesus as our Savior, the peace of God comes through our walk with Jesus as our Lord. Now, this is the peace we experience in the midst of the circumstances we're dealing with and that we face. It's through our walk with Jesus as our Lord as we go to him in prayer, we walk in obedience to him, we seek to follow him and to become more like him. Then we experience the peace of God, whether our circumstances are good or bad, they're easy or they're complex. When things seem to be going one way and they fall apart, we can have peace. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7 we read, do not be anxious about anything. Anybody been anxious this Christmas about anything? Did you or someone in your family get disrupted by some of the travel problems that went on this week? Couldn't you get that right gift that you wanted to get? It wasn't going to show up on time? Has there been some anxiety even coming to church this morning, getting around in time to be here? It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Peter would say it this way, cast your care on him because he cares for you. Take your burden to him, just keep going to him, keep praying to him, keep casting that to God in prayer. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. See, this verse tells us we can have the peace of God. A few moments ago I talked about peace with God. That peace with God, according to Romans 5.1, is simply this. Since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. That's how we have that peace with God. The peace of God comes as I walk with him as my Lord. Hannah Snoots, who was just singing a moment ago the song Noel uh, with Michelle, leads our special abilities ministry here at Calvary. And we're so grateful for your part on our team, Hannah. Uh, Hannah thought life was gonna go a certain way and kind of visioned it as a little girl and just walking with Jesus and then life changed. But she has discovered on a day-to-day basis that Jesus can be our Prince of Peace. When we go to him and cast our cares on him, watch a part of her story.
1: Hello, I'm Hannah Snoots and I am the director of the Special Abilities Ministry here at Calvary. And with me today are my two girls. Um, this is my oldest, this is Angelina. Do you wanna say hi? Hi. And this is my youngest daughter, this is Emma. Emma is 15, Angelina is 16. And they both um, have special needs. Life is not easy, and things Uh, like this, this is how it goes, this is my life. Street. Yeah, Emma has fallen out of her wheelchair before, right? Emma fell down right there. Yep, and what did I have to do? Take her to the hospital? (laughs) Yeah. When Emma was born, they knew because she had low muscle tone that she would need a lot of therapy. She wasn't able to eat properly. Um, And so she's been in therapy since she was three months old. Emma is fully and completely 100% dependent on another human being. Good Lord, help me. Jesus, help me. Emma threw Emma threw up. Angelina Ow. is on the autism spectrum, severe OCD, lots of sensory issues, but with the most loving and beautiful heart most of the time. Okay. I love you, mother. I had a mom who was a worship leader, and when she was going through a difficult time, she would just sing, and that's how we grew up. We heard her do that through a lot of difficult times. That's really um, a gift that I think she gave me, the ability to go to God in worship and find peace and find a place of rest. I decided to go to Bible college, and I studied praise and worship. I joined a ministry um, and started to travel and sing and lead worship throughout the United States and other parts of the world and to lead people to the heart of God. And that is my passion, that is what I love to do. The purpose for um, my life is to be a strength to other families, to other parents who are walking the path that I've walked and am still walking. My girls are challenging and daily, I am pulling my hair out and I'm in tears and I'm frustrated and sometimes still very angry. And I have to work through that. And how I do that is I go out to my garage and I sit at my keyboard and I just sit. When my mind is like a battlefield and my heart is over It seems like a ship that's lost at sea. When this all first happened and both my girls were diagnosed, I died inside. And I was devastated and crushed, and I felt angry that God allowed that to happen. My marriage ended. Unfortunately for their father, it just, he couldn't handle it. He now is living on the other side of the country, so I am taking care of these girls by myself with some caregivers and some other help, but it's very, challenging peers, the is I still struggle with because my lifelong dream was to have ten children That's all I ever thought about as a kid I just wanted to have children and I wanted it to be like everyone else and I'm still mad that I won't have certain things that other people will have And those are the moments where I say, okay, then help me through it, Lord. If this is how it's gonna be, then help me walk through it and help me walk through it with strength. Everything in my heart, it shifts everything in my mind. I start to know in here and I start to believe and trust again that he will not leave me. do is chaotic, but I find peace in the chaos. Everybody has their thing. Everybody has pain. Everybody has grief. Everybody deals with things differently. For me, like I said, I sing. I worship. And in the middle of the most chaos, there is a stillness and there is a peace. 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 Such wonderful peace. From the Father above. Sweep from my spirit. Lord forever. God's light shines brightest in the darkest of places. His peace is more real and more beautiful in the most chaos. Jesus was born in the middle of chaos. If he can be born in a stable and with all sorts of craziness going on around him, I can find peace in my life, and you can find peace in your life. Oh, it's
0: Thank you, Hannah, for sharing your story with us. We love you as your church family and hope you heard what she was saying there. She was saying in her own words what Paul says in Philippians 4 6 and 7. You heard her say, If this is the way it's going to be, Lord, give me strength. And then he says, she said, Your strength. That's it, going to God in prayer. And God will give you the peace of God that doesn't make human sense. It passes all human understanding and it will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus in the midst of the chaos. I liked how you said that in the chaos, that's when God's peace becomes beautiful and even more real to us. And there is a depth of satisfaction, stillness and calm that we can have from the one who is our Prince of Peace. Let me just encourage you Whatever you're going through, whether it's dealing with a family member, a friend with addiction, it's a financial crisis, it's a family thing, a marriage issue, a medical thing, career, job, whatever you're going through, to take that and just keep going to the Lord with it and saying, Lord, if this is the way it's going to be, I need strength. I need your strength. Go to him in prayer and experience the peace of God in your own life. Let me ask you two questions, two simple questions. Do you have peace with God? That comes through faith in Jesus, and he wants to give you peace with himself now and forever. Secondly, are you experiencing the peace of God? If you say, no, the circumstances are too overwhelming, God wants to give you peace in the midst of what you're going through right now. Go to him, cast your care on him over and over and over again, and let his peace settle into your heart and mind in the midst of the chaos and the noise and the disruption of life. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the joy of knowing him and having peace with you. Thank you, Lord, that you promise us that we don't have to be anxious about things. We can take them and just keep putting them into your care because you care for us and that you'll give us a peace that passes all human understanding. Father, I I pray for Hannah and Angelina, for Emma. I pray your blessing on them as a family. I pray for others in this room who maybe right now in the midst of chaos and are seeking your peace. May they find that in the one who is the Prince of Peace whose birth we celebrate today. Father, we look back and while it may have been a chaotic night in the real-time experience, we look back and see it with sweetness and simplicity and yet grandeur. And Father, I pray that we would be blessed in our own hearts and minds by the prince of peace who came that night that holy night in jesus name amen
2: oh holy night the stars are brightly shining Of our dear Savior's birth Long lay the world In sin and error pine, Till He appeared And the soul felt its worth A thrill
0: Thank you. Thank you, Marcus, so much. Trust that this has been a great celebration of the birth of our Savior for you this morning, and that whatever you do throughout the rest of the day, whoever you come in contact with, that you'll be willing to just share with them of that good news of what Christmas is all about, about Jesus, the Prince of Peace, coming for us. I want to say thank you to Uh, The folks who are working behind the scenes and audio and video and and, uh, those coordinating things behind stage. Many of these folks spent all day yesterday, eight, ten hours here yesterday with the four services and then uh, came back today to be a part of this one service. I also want to thank all the folks on the platform, the vocalists, the instrumentalists, uh, for their part. And again, many of them have given uh all of yesterday and uh this morning to help make sure we could celebrate uh, the birth of jesus so well here at calvary this christmas weekend and i want to thank michelle Toombs, who is our worship pastor for coordinating all this putting that together thank you would you stand with me now we have been concluding We concluded the services yesterday with candles and singing Silent Night, but on Christmas morning, there's a little different spirit. We're not anticipating his coming. We're celebrating that he has arrived. The completion of Advent and that anticipation is Jesus did come. He came to be the savior of the world. And now, on this day, we celebrate and we go and share his light and share that good news with others. And so we're gonna sing uh, Go Tell It on the Mountain, and i trust you're ready to sing to sing it enthusiastically then i'll come up and conclude us in prayer but let's sing about our responsibility now to go like those shepherds did and tell others the good news the savior has been born